0: Become our friend on Facebook. Post on our wall your thoughts about our shows and network. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. The following program is being brought to you on the World Talk Radio Network. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit WorldTalkRadio.com. The World Talk Radio Network, where the world comes to talk. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the World Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.
1: Are you ready to be inspired, uplifted, and motivated to greatness? It's time for Star Style. Be the star you are with your effervescent personal growth coaches, the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, and health specialist Heather Brittany. Define your vision. Discover your passion and design your future in this power-packed hour of life-changing talk radio featuring authors and success experts dedicated to helping you achieve the results you deserve. Be entertained, edutained, encouraged, and empowered. Smile, have fun, and celebrate you. Explore your potential and embrace your possibilities with your hosts, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany on Star Style Be the Star You Are, starting right now. Never say
0: never, live your dream.
2: Well, hello, power partners, and welcome to Radio's finest hour of power. It's Star Style Be the Star You Are, a program of positive talk with books and authors and experts that help you excel in life. My name is Cynthia Bryan. And I'm Heather Brittany. And we are so honored to be your personal growth success coaches here on the airwaves with you every single week. We want to help you expand your horizons, find new opportunities, and be edutained. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Star Style Productions, helping your star shine in your own life. You can book a consultation at 925-377-STAR or visit starstyleproductions.com and this is from Ralph Marston it doesn't matter how much you want what really matters is how much you want it and I have an additional miracle moment because I thought it was a a great one and this is from Monte Crane there are three ways to get something done do it yourself, employ someone or forbid your kids to do it (laughs) (laughs) I thought that was sort of fun well we are having a very fun show today author of the upcoming book, Change the Hand You've Been Dealt. Tracy O'Brien will be with us later in the show to tell us why Superwoman must die. That sounds kind of intriguing, doesn't it? And then Heather's Health Matters focuses on the tear factor, not to be confused with the fear factor. And I'm going to take you to the Caribbean to discover the land of rock stars and robbers. Of course, they're called pirates by any other name. So, we want you to sit back, relax, and enjoy this show. Now, before that we get to your health segment, Heather, and your uh, tear factor, I have a little bit of trivia that I thought was kind of fun that you'll enjoy as uh, you are um, you know, busy uploading your headshots and all your acting resumes and all that stuff. And this has to do with health and the Academy Awards. And I know that we all love award shows, right? The Grammys, the Oscars, the SAG Awards. Well, there is a new study out by the Journal of American Medical Association, which is a very, you know, pronounced journal that says actors bestowed with the iconic statuette should apparently be thanking the Academy for more than just a spot on the A list. The study shows that the elevated social standing that accompanies the little gold statuette may lead to a longer life. Procurely, screenwriters with an Oscar win who win, on average, live 3.6 years fewer, which is weird, than merely the nominated scribes, and in a stark reversal from the winning directors who enjoy 4.5 years of greater longevity than the director nominees that don't get uh, the award. Now, actors, Oscar winners, live four years longer than the nominees so the researchers conjecture that the most oscar winners live longer and why they do is because of the heightened level of control they have over their careers and thus they have less stress so i thought hey that's a good one i think i want to win an oscar now (laughs) well let's get to i'm not going to cry over that though i'll tell you Um, uh, are you among the millions of people with painful dry eyes? Are you using eye drops regularly and it's not working? And how can you get those tears flowing? So our resident health specialist, Heather Brittany, has the fears of tears and the remedies that are going to help you feel better in a blink. So Heather, tell us about (laughs) tears and what we can do to keep our eyes moist and why it's important and all of that jazz.
3: Yeah, exactly. Well, You know, tears actually do um, have a big function for us. They're bathing your eyes. They're washing out dust, debris. Um, It's a lubrication. It's a part of life we we really need. Tears are essential for good eye health. Um, Now, many people experience um, dry eyes or dry eyes and syndrome. It can be caused by a lot of things. The weather, the age, um, a lot of women experience when they go through menopause. Uh, Certain medications can cause these side effects. And a big thing is our instant, uh, kind of remedy is we always want to go for those eye drops. And though some of them do, there, there's actually a prescribed ones that, uh, simulate, uh, your actual natural tears. A lot of them that, um, are trying to get rid of dry eye or redness of the eye. And what those are actually doing is actually drying your eyes out more and causing your eyes to become Dependent on this, and it's going to affect the actual natural lubrication in your eyes. So, the do you mean that all those, like the
2: Visine, and I'm not trying to name brands, but all of these things that people are using regularly really are not good for your eyes because it's it's just continuing the necessity to use them.
3: Exactly, it's your eyes um, are are going to start recognizing that as a natural thing, so they're going to become dependent on that product and they're going to dry up more easily. And sometimes it can be more irritating to your actual eyes. So it's really just looking at the bigger picture, what is causing that. We definitely know in um, these colder months, the first thing we want to do is turn on um, the heater. And what, of course, the heater does is get in the car and it's just going to dry out your ear, um, dry out your eyes. So a big thing, instead of getting on there and turning um, turn your heater on blast right into your face, you can actually turn on the heater, but flip it to the rear and do the rear um, re, uh, defrosting in your car or turn on the foot vents as well. What that's going to do is heating from the ground up instead of directly into your eyes. So you may get warm, you're going to dry out your eyes. Um, another thing is, again, just getting back into healthy eating. We've talked about before um Excuse me. About uh, omega threes, about these rich, you know, fatty fishy oil, a a healthy fat. And studies have shown that diets that were low in um, this particular fat um, actually had a side effect of dry eyes, because the outer, um, your outer uh, lid panel is made out of an oily lipid layer. Um, So you need, you know, that additional fat, and this is a, a healthy fat. Um, so if you have a hard time finding that in your meals, you can get about 200 milligrams in those fish oils. So those just those little capsules. So include that into your um, your diet for healthier eyes.
2: What about vitamin E oil? Would that be good for you know for your eye health as well? We know that fish oil is good for everything. I know even though I eat lots of fatty fish, you know salmon and sardines and mackerel, that kind of thing, I still take a fish oil every day. But would the vitamin E be good?
3: Yeah, I think vitamin you would be fantastic actually. Um, you know, something too we talked about, um lifting you know, other things too. parents um, are a great uh natural you know, a vegetable that can help um, with eye health. And um, there as I think there actually are particular drops that are for people that experience chronic dry eye, but they're not the same as um, the dry eye treatment that you would get for, you know, red eyes, or um, those are actually, it's almost like a bleaching of your eyes. Those are more harmful to your eyes if you're using them chronically. If they're just using them, you know, every now and then, they're serving its purpose. As we said before, if you're using them every day, your eyes are going to develop a dependency on that. Um, you know, something too is, you know, just talking about, how the weather affects it is humidity in your house is another thing. During colder months, months you know we're moving into the springtime, um, but during the colder months as we have right now, is that your your home uh, humidity level can actually drop about 30 to 55 percent um, of what it is normally, and that really affects the lubrication in your eyes. Um, so just by adding a home humidifier, just kind of cleans and purifies out the air in your house. Um, you can actually re-lubricate up your eyes. Um, something I want you know, to address too that if you're constantly if you're experiencing this chronic dry eyedness and it isn't just during the winter months, it's actually to seek out, um, go to your office go to an eye doctor that can more reevaluate this so quickly. Um, you know, we read an article or or we you know we ask our friends, we don't go straight to the source. Um, because there could be something much more serious going on here, um, or there could be you know much easier treatments so that you're not becoming dependent on um, on these lubricating eye drops that they can help you with. I know I actually experienced that I was always getting red eyes and red, and I just I couldn't explain it, and people were always you know making comment about how red my eyes could get, and I went to the eye doctor and I was thinking I always use these eye drops. And they had shared with me, you know, your eyes are going to become more dependent on this, but so she's giving me a prescription of it basically like water drops almost, and it was just mimicking um, my eye's natural lubrication. And, and over time, you know, these red eyes for those things actually became better. And, you know, they said at that time I was not, uh, I didn't have glasses, and, and now I only need them during certain times, but I was told that I have a slight stigmatism, um, and that was probably contributing to it. So, you know, really...
2: If, so, I mean, um, just a tri- one trip to the eye doctor literally solved your problem that you had been having for
3: a very long time and exactly, eliminated you having to use the drops. Exactly, exactly. And, you know, being just you know, aware of your own things is a lot of times, um, you know, in-house fragrances. Fragrances in general um, can just be irritant to your skin, but especially to your eyes. Um, you know, particular lotions. or in, um, And you can actually get, you know, a particular prescription sunglasses that can help with that. Um, just really again, talking with your doctor, finding out if there's a bigger condition with that, and um, being you know, aware of using these drops, um, and, and just making sure you have the best eye protection. It's the biggest thing. If you're ever out in the sun, make sure you're wearing um, sunglasses, and especially that have that ray protection of that You really want to conceal your eyes and keep your eye health um, happy, you know, healthy, and optimal. Um, For all ages, because the older we get, the less vital our eyesight is, and it's so important. So you want to make sure that you're getting that balanced diet, you're taking the correct uh, precautions. Um, so that you don't end up, you know, later on in life really having uh, a serious issue or having this eye this dependency.
2: I know. Um, I just read a story in the newspaper about Oscar-winning Judy Dench, you know, to, well, she won an Oscar for Shakespeare in Love, and she's just in so many movies. She played, um, what is it, Penny, you know, in the James Bond series. She, she was the secretary. Mm-hmm. And she's going blind. She has a macular degeneration. Did you read about that? And. Uh, It made me stop and think I'm so glad we were doing this show on eye health today because we tend not to, you know, unless we're blurry or something, we tend not to get our eyes checked, and we really do need to. How often should we all have our eyes checked?
3: I would say, you know, really every year to every two years, depending, everything is so um, your own own risk level of it. Um, You know, I know as when we were kids, it was every couple years that they did it. Um, but you know, if you get glasses, really, you know, if you have glasses, of knowing that, I say every every two years would probably be appropriate, unless you start to notice um, a change in your eyesight, um, vision. You know, again, of uh, anytime you're working on a computer, turn. They say about you know every hour, turn away for about five minutes because you're going to have that um, almost like eye blinding to your, your your eyes get so adjusted to this false light. Another thing is dehydration. It's really important um, to stay hydrated throughout the day. Just Even mild dehydration is going to affect your eyesight. So if you drink anywhere from 91 to about 125 ounces of water per day, your body is um How many is that? I, I mean, how many glasses is that? Is that the eight glasses, I guess? I guess eight, I have to well, do my math. math. Only, only about uh, 64 uh, ounces a day.
2: And just remember, oh, zone so
3: four. Okay. Yeah, and, and remember too is that twenty um, percent of of water um, that your body comes from is in is in the food that you eat already. So if you have a hard time stomaching that not, not much water, you can get it from from fruits and vegetables. Um, there's things that are more uh, affluent, you know, more that are more watered down uh, fruits and vegetables with that. Uh, so just, you know, making sure, and sometimes, too, as I said before, that particular medications can dry out your eyes. Really, um, you know, if you're experiencing these things, sit down with your doctor so that they know, um, so you can kind of get the full picture of what may be going on uh, with your eyes there so that you, again, so that you're not self-diagnosing yourself and you're really getting, you know, it, it could even be, you know, you're um, you know, uh, incorrect fitting. uh contact lenses, your, your glasses that you have could be uh, too high of prescription or too low of prescription. Uh, medicines uh, can be affecting it. Makeup can be affecting your eyesight.
2: Well, um, we're, we're running out of time again here, Heather, so we just have to wrap it up. So the bottom line is that we need to get our eyes checked annually or at least every two years, drink lots of water, stay away from these drops that, you know, the just the over-the-counter drops unless your doctor has prescribed them. And uh, what else would
3: you suggest? And then you can give out the websites. Again, I'm just saying really up um, those omega-3 fatty acids. You can get it in cod oil, fish, black seed oil. Just find a way to incorporate that into um, your diet so that you're getting healthier. For more information as well as to get some great books, you want to go to BeepTheStarYouAre.org as well as BeepTheStarYouAre.com.
2: Well, I love that. I know that it's time for me to get my eyes checked. So thank you for the reminder. And when we return from break, we are going to kill Superwoman with oh, no. author and workshop leader Tracy O'Brien. I didn't realize we had a death squad here, but I'm kind of excited about this. Yeah, it so, great. I know, so stay right here with me. I'm Cynthia O'Brien. And I'm Heather Britton, And you're listening to Star Style Be The Star You Are on World Talk Radio. I'll be back and I'll be wearing my cape. <laughs> be right back. Thanks for listening.
3: the star you
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel.
0: Be the star you are. Light up
4: the flame that burns.
0: are. Are you a teenager with lots to say, but no one to talk to? Let your creativity explode and your voice be heard. On the radio program Express Yourself, a show by teens, for teens, and about teens. No topic is off-limits as you connect with teens with attitude. Check out Express Yourself on the Voice America Kids channel. And join our global community where teens talk and the world listens. www.btsya.com You can Express Yourself.
3: This business of show business is calling out to me.
1: You're listening to the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be
3: the star you are. You are the star.
1: Positive, uplifting, life-changing talk radio. It's the Power Hour on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. Now, back to the show with the Oprah of the airwaves, Cynthia Bryan.
2: Well, thank you for staying right here on Star Style. Be the star you are with me, your personal growth coach, Cynthia Bryan. We are a place where we bring you positive authors and experts, and they share their spotlight to help shine their expertise and their genius on all of us. And today is no different. Author of the upcoming book, Change the Hand You've Been Dealt," Tracy O'Brien, she is the owner of a coaching company that helps women entrepreneurs balance work and home to achieve ultimate success. And she's here with us today to help us create a roadmap to synergy and success, and she's going to show us why Superwoman must die. Welcome, Tracy, to Star Style. Be the star you are.
4: Well, Thank you, Cynthia. I'm really glad to be here.
2: Well, th- you know, this is the first time I've ever encouraged saying that somebody is going to have to die. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I I must say I I'm rather excited. I'm wearing my cape and I'm ready to rip it off at whatever moment you say. So, Saying that Superwoman must die is its a provocative statement. And I do understand the background is that most women are so drained by their daily juggling of work and family and other obligations. They have probably no time for themselves. But I want to hear it from you. Why does Superwoman have to die and
4: how are we going to kill her? Well, she needs to die because we have such a mindset as women. We're nurturers. We're givers. And we tend to give too much. We tend to try and, as you said, take it all on. We're doing so much for everybody that the one person we're neglecting is us. So we're becoming drained. We're becoming tense, stressed, frustrated. We all know stress kills. I've experienced it almost taking me out permanently. And I had to realize Superwoman has got to die. I cannot be everything to everyone, and I can't do everything in it for everyone. Is this
2: what led you, Tracy, to want to put together these wonderful workshops that you are now facilitating and to write your upcoming book that you actually experienced, you went through this, and then you knew that if you were going through it, other people must be
4: too? Absolutely. I talk to women all over the place, and I'm getting the same thing. I'm overwhelmed. I can't deal with my life. I want more out of life. I'd like my business to be more successful. I'd like my kids to be better behaved. But nowhere are we ever taught how to balance those things, how to have, um, you know, well-behaved kids. And that's one of my big beasts nowadays. Kids are rude. They expect everything handed to them. Well, because, I think
2: there's an entitlement mentality oh, out yeah. there, isn't there? And um, that probably starts a bit because um, some parents, because they're so busy, they'd rather just give them things, you know, as opposed to roots and wings because there's no time to give them more than just material possessions. So what kind of things are you seeing happening in youth? You're in Canada, right? Correct. Yes, so um, tell us about what's going on up in Canada that you witness on a daily basis.
4: As a landlord and as an employer, I, I deal with a lot of the youth. And what I'm finding is they're lacking the very basic of life skills. They haven't got a clue how to do the basics of life, handle money, even to clean their own place. They have no idea. And that entitlement mentality you talked about They feel like they should just be able to do anything they want, rip off anyone they want, and there are no consequences. They've grown up without them, and they expect the real world to just keep on giving them that. And they're getting fired constantly, they're getting evicted, because they don't know how to do life. Well, and you
2: said you are a landlord, so you obviously have to deal with a lot of uh, young people who are renting from you. Are you finding that you have to personally evict some of these uh, tenants because of reasons that you just stated? Either, you know, they're not maintaining the place, they're not paying their rent on time, they're not responsible or reliable, and they're, they don't have integrity.
4: Is that what you're finding? Very much so. Especially young men. And us moms, we're doing too much for our kids, and we're doing too much especially for our boys. And they, I find it in a lot of relationships too, they come up and they expect their wife to now be their mom and do everything for them. They have no concept of nurturing and taking care of other people because they've never had to do it growing up.
2: So where do we begin as families? Where do we put that that uh that timeline? How do we take off that superwoman mentality and decide okay, we have to prioritize. Family has to be first. We have to you know, we have to do less in order to do more basically because we're not we're not raising children that are responsible adults and I mean I think as a mom and I am a mom I, for me that was the number one thing was to raise children that would become great citizens and great people and I think that's what we all want but if we're not achieving that then something has to go so start with that tell us where where we as women and also our spouses or partners can help out
4: we need to start right away. It, it cannot start too young, where they learn to help, where they learn to be part of the team. Instead of an us and them mentality, us as parents, them as the kids, and we lord it over them, they need to become part of the team. What I did with my kids is I explained to them, I need you guys. I cannot do this all myself. And I started training them from very young to do the laundry, to do the folding, to do all these things, to help make it a little more palatable when they were younger. We would read together. I'd read aloud from some great book while they folded laundry. And it got to be where they enjoyed doing it because mom would read. I got to rest a bit. They learned a skill. When the kids realize they're a valued part of the team, that does something to their self-image as well. But, you know, help. I
2: really agree with you here, Tracy. And, I mean, I, I think you are just putting it down on the line. Just the, You're saying it as it is, basically. I, I raised my kids the same way. I, from the very get-go, they had to participate. We were a family uh-huh. and we were a unit. And so I was never a believer in giving allowances, and my kids never got allowances, because you did things because it was the right thing to do. You folded the uh-huh. laundry because you're part of the family. You helped cook dinner. You set the table. You know, you cleaned your room. That was all part of it. And then we did a point system for the extra things. And they would decide, you know, what would be something they'd really, really want, a pair of rollerblades or go to a movie or whatever. And they would earn that by doing extra jobs that, you know, were outside of the norm. Um, I don't know if they were pruning trees or mowing lawns or, you know, other things. But I, I really feel that what you're advocating is creating an... Independence and interdependence. And at the same time, you hit on something huge. Self-esteem. Because self-esteem is earned. It's not given. And uh-huh. you don't, you don't get self-esteem by being handed everything. You get self-esteem by accomplishing small tasks that lead to large tasks. And by starting your children young, as you are saying, this is going to be a great gift to children.
4: Oh, it's huge. Kids nowadays, you can see, they, they, they don't even know how to do the basics. That is a blow to their self-esteem. When they get praised from parents because they've done something well, that makes them feel good, but it also what it does is it connects their heart and spirit with the parent, and they're more apt to do more good work. And to look for ways to please the parent because the feedback that they're getting is positive, and it makes them feel great. Kids are going to try and, and get our attention. It's
2: critical that they're actually doing something that is worth complimenting them on. I mean, you just uh-huh. don't say, "Oh, you're a great kid" because you just blew your nose. You know, I mean, <laughs> and, exactly. and you didn't blow it on your hand or something. I I, I really believe that you. It, we can't give false. Praise it needs to be for something that is really going to make the kid feel great. Now, what are some of the hidden traps that you have seen in some of your clients, or that maybe some of your workshop participants have talked about? That you know they're trying to do this, but then something comes up and just shackles their success. Tell us about what we have to watch out for.
4: Two of the biggest things that I find that women are dealing with is number one, feeling deserving. That they deserve the best things in life that they are not just here to serve everybody else but they can be mother yes spouse or partner yes but they have an identity beyond that and they deserve to have the things that they want in life the other thing I really run into a lot is a very hidden trap it's these entrepreneurs that are wanting great businesses and they're wanting the success but deep down inside There's this thing that believes that having a lot of money is wrong or bad, that in order for me to be a millionaire, for example, I have to rip somebody off to get there because there really isn't enough to go around. So if I get more, that means somebody else will have less. And that's such a myth. There is no truth to that. So you mean
2: there's a scarcity mentality that there's not abundance for all, as opposed to what we're talking about, that there is enough to go around and we all can work for it, we all deserve it, and when you put in the time and the effort and the energy, you know, it's like it's you reap what you sow. But what you're saying is so many young people now feel that unless they rip
4: someone off, they're not going to get their fair share i'm I'm finding it's yeah it's a hidden thing it, it's like people That's want scary it is we want the money, we want the wealth, we want the success, but everywhere we turn, every sitcom, every movie, how do they portray wealthy people? They had to rip somebody off or they 've got to be the mafia or they're callous and cold and calculating. I know a number of millionaires not one of them are like that but we're so programmed to think for us to be wealthy we have to become that kind of person so if we have I any see kind of integrity what you're saying. Yeah
2: you're it's it's definitely it's sort of like in the back of our consciousness so mm-hmm. you are promoting you are promoting the positive the abundance the the you know put in the effort work hard and you'll get it now you are teaching workshops um in many different places, and I know coming up in Winnipeg and Hawaii, and I want to give out your website here, too, so that people can go to it. One of the websites is prospernow.me, and the other website is obrienprosperitysystem.com. And, of course, we are talking to Tracy O'Brien and she has a new book that will be coming out shortly that will hopefully will get you back on the show when the book comes out and then we can get more into that but the new book is called change the hand that you have been dealt and that sounds like a really fascinating book because you know I do feel that we if we're not changing we're stalemating so we can mm-hmm. always make our lives better right oh absolutely
4: we're not locked into our past we can no. we can change the circumstances that we have. We can change the hand we've been dealt. And my so, own story has been a drastic change, so I know anybody can do it.
2: And I, I'm wondering, would you be willing to share a little bit of your background? Because you've been there, done that, you've walked the talk, you are the mom of, of three Beautiful girls and, you know, you're an owner and CEO of a company and you do all these things. So you've had to be the superwoman, but you've also had to undergo the, the hellish kind of feelings that come with being so successful. Would you share just a little bit of your story so that we can get a feeling that, Hey, you know, we can get out of this slump of being superwoman and really live a full, significant, happy life and still do what we love and be who we want to be, but we don't have to be everything.
4: Oh, exactly. I I left home at 16. I spent six years starving. I was homeless at times. Married at 21. Never should have stepped into that marriage. Spent 21 years trying to make it work. Had four beautiful children. My son was killed in a horrific accident. I've experienced divorce, horrific custody battles. It's You know, people give up too soon. Yes, most of my life was not a happy story. But after I finally got out of the marriage and began to live again, I discovered happiness and joy, and I discovered that I don't have to be everything to everyone, and I don't have to give endlessly and not get anything put back in. It's a recipe for disaster. Today, I'm living happy balanced. It's been a hard-fought road to get rid of that workaholic nature and learn that balance, but I'm so much healthier for it. And there was a time where I was having heart palpitations all day long, Senor. It was that bad. So I know know, what it is. Tracy, this is
2: such a powerful message because... Just by you sharing that, it gives it a very clear example that we can really hit bottom. And it sounds like you really hit bottom. And, a tragedy to have your son killed this is there could be nothing worse I can't think of anything worse for a mother than to lose a child I think the the trauma is so horrible and then to go through a horrible divorce and then be homeless I mean you've been through all the all, you know a big majority of the major bad things that can happen to people but you pulled <laughs> yourself out of it and see how your mistakes have turned to stepping stones to financial success and personal emotional stability. So if you can do it, other people can do it too with the system you've devised.
4: Absolutely, absolutely. Everything that we go through, yes, they may be the most horrific things that you can imagine, but down the road, you will benefit from them if you don't get bitter. And down the road, they as I, as I look at a I put it this way, I've been through so much crap in my life, swimming in it up to my nose, but I always knew it was going to become fertilizer in somebody else's garden at some point.
2: Oh my gosh, Tracy, I love it. You took, you know, this is a quote I have. I always say, um, (laughs) failure is fertilizer. Throw it in the compost pile and grow a new garden. And that's what you're just saying too. I totally agree. We have the same (laughs) mindset. You know that there's that story about uh, the two boys that are put in a room and they're given a shovel and there is uh, horse manure to the top. Have you heard that one? I love it. It just reminds me of what you're saying right now, is the one boy is just so frustrated and and he's angry and he's hitting the walls and he's screaming and he can't believe this is happening to him. And the other boy is singing and happy and, and they're going, why are you so happy? You're in a room full of... You know what? And he goes, because if there's this much crap in here, there must be a pony somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and I always That's think, fair. you know what, when you just said that, it's like you, you finally found your pony. You uh-huh. found your pony, but you had
4: to dig deep, didn't you? Very, very deep. There were times when I would cry out to God and say, if you don't throw me <laughs> a rope, I am going to drown here. Because I don't have anything left to give, and I'd get strength for one more day, and one more day, and gradually I realized, you know what? It's get out of the marriage or die. When you're 110 pounds and you can't eat, and you're doubled over in pain every day, it's time to leave. And it Well, took a while I think to go you have some that.
2: really good lessons that you will be able to share with other people. I want people to check out your workshops that are coming up in different parts of the country prospernow.me or o'brienprosperitysystem.com and as we wrap this up Tracy do you want to leave our listeners with you know a last kind of pearl of wisdom that you have learned from your hard knock life and how you're in a happy one now
4: I think what people need to realize is the school systems are not geared to give us the success principles we need for life we need to seek out those principles I've learned that I will met, I will have a personal coach for the rest of my life because even as a coach and mentor, there are times I can't see the forest for the trees either, and we need somebody to be able to speak to our brilliance and to teach us the things we need in life. But that, I love it. That's how we live
2: the dreams. That's how. So that's how uh, Tracy O'Brien can help you live your dream life of synergy and success. So make sure to check out prospernow.me, Tracy O'Brien, and be looking for her new book when it comes out, Change the Hand That You Are Dealt, and it'll be probably in a couple of months. Tracy, I am so glad that you came on the show, shared your stories of successes and of trauma and how you are turning and have turned fertilizer, um, you know, your failures into fertilizer, and you have grown a totally new garden. Thank you, Tracy. This has been really great. Thanks for having me, Cynthia.
4: I've really enjoyed talking with you.
2: Tracy O'Brien, her prosperity system. So check out her workshops and you will discover your true self and how you can really climb out of the depths of despair because you do not have to live Thoreau's life of desperation. And when we, we come back it's a pirate's life for me. So stay with me. We're going to sail the high seeds with the rascals and the rogues of the Caribbean. I'm Cynthia Bryan. You're listening to Star Style. Be the star you are. I'll be right back.
4: The star you
1: The World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Business Bites. Here's Cynthia Bryan.
2: Rewards. Do you know what non financial sales incentive is most effective with employees? If you said trips, you'd be in agreement with 85% of the population. Here are the incentives that the majority of the workforce want in order of importance: trips, face-to-face recognition entertainment, including dinners, sport, or event tickets, merchandise, awards and plaques, or a mention in the company newsletter. Now, of course, the number one priority for employees is to work in professions they love with people they respect where they feel they are really making a contribution. Getting a trip as a reward is the icing on the cake. Remember, you are the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan from Star Style with another Business bite. Go to Star Style Productions or call 925-377-STAR for your private coaching session.
4: Looking for unique, one-of-a-kind gifts for the special woman in your life? The Carmony Collection creates handmade handbags, clutches, candles, and canvases from vintage and recycled fabrics, bangles, and beads. Be eco-friendly and fashionable with prices for all pocketbooks. Visit www.carmonycollection.com That's Carmony with a K and Collection with a K. Or call 925-785-7827.
1: Cynthia Bryan is your guide on the side. www.cynthiabryan.com You can be the star you are.
0: Be the star you are Light up the
3: flame that burns
1: the World Talk Radio Variety Channel. Be
4: the
3: star you are. You are the star.
1: Turn up the volume, grab a seat, and get ready to be challenged, inspired, and motivated to greatness. It's power party time on Star Style, Be the Star You Are, with your hosts, the mother-daughter dynamic duo, Cynthia Bryan and Heather Brittany.
2: Well, talking about trips and rewards, pirates thrived on treasure. Were they the rock stars or were they just mere robbers on the high seas? Well, I'm Cynthia Bryan and I'm glad you're staying with us because... I am a lecturer on cruise ships where I dress as a pirate and I deliver these compelling tales of the buccaneers and the devils of the sea. So today I thought I would share a little bit of that along with you because the romantic illusion of the Pirates of the Caribbean, it can make for great movies, you know, Captain Jack Sparrow, Will Turner, Elizabeth Swan. Well, but despite what Johnny Depp thinks, pirates were not the rock stars of the 18th century. However, as time marches on, the fictional accounts of the common sea robbers has created a romantic illusion of pirates' lives. It was Charles Johnson who wrote the Great Mischief and Danger, which threatens kingdoms and commonwealths many years ago that really called piracy into attention, His fantastic true accounts of the robbers and murderers of the sea might have been the beginning of the romantization of a pirate's life. But how true were Charles Johnson's accounts and why was piracy romanticized? Well, interesting thing is pirates are anyone who goes to sea for self-wealth. And what happens here is by definition... Piracy is a robbery or any violent action for private ends without authorization by public authority committed on the high seas or, of course, these days in the air outside the normal jurisdiction of a state. Now, because piracy has been regarded as an offense against the law of nations, public vessels of any state have been permitted to seize a pirate ship to bring it to port to try the crew, regardless of their, their, their uh, domicile or their nationality. And if found guilty, to punish them and to confiscate the ship. And punish them can even mean punishment by death. Now, a key point in the definition of piracy, according to international law, is that the act takes place outside the normal jurisdiction of a state, without state authority, and that the intent is private, not political. So that way, although acts of unlawful warfare, acts of insurgents and revolutionaries, of mutiny and slave trading have been defined as piracy by national laws of various countries or by special treaties, they are not, in most cases, piracy by international law. And that is what is rather fascinating, because in the 1600s, there were what we call pirate privateers. And one of the great um, monarchs, Queen Elizabeth I, actually put England on the map by hiring privateers, which were essentially pirates who were under the employ of the crown. In other words, the crown would pay for their ships and the crown would get anywhere from 50% to 90% of the spoils. Now, how is the word pirate spelled, well today we spell it P-I-R-A-T-E, but in the golden age of piracy, the spelling was sort of hazard and it was spelled with a Y, so it could be P-Y-R-A-T-E-S, pirates, P-Y-R-A-T, pirate, or um, it could also just be without the E. The golden age of piracy, there's different versions of what was the golden age of piracy, Uh, Most scholars on piracy in the Caribbean agree that the golden age of piracy extended from the height of Sir Henry Morgan, who was never considered a pirate, by the way. He was a privateer under Queen Elizabeth, although he acted like a pirate. Uh, He's the one privateer or pirate whose uh, treasures have never been found. And then until the the death of Bartholomew Roberts, who was wounded by gunshot? So that would be Henry Morgan's career started in 1668, and Black Bart, Bartholomew Roberts' death in 1722. Now, other ones say it's the rise and fall of the Spanish Main. That would be Central America, the north coast of South America, and the colonies, which was between 1510 and 1790. And then the height of... um, uh, the majority of piracy, though, was truly from 1710 to 1720. And where there is sea, there will always be pirates. But let's give the definitions of the different pirates. They're called buccaneers, marooners, cinema, marooners. But what is the real definition? Well, a privateer was an armed ship under, it was called under papers to a government or a company to perform special tasks. The privateer was the ship as well as the people on it. So Henry Morgan, for example, he was on a privateer ship, and he was a privateer. His task was to attack any Spanish ship, because England and Spain were in a war together, to attack the Spanish ships and to take all of their treasure. Now, buccaneers were French settlers in the Caribbean who used to... A uh, barbecue or smoke wild boar and oxen. The name boucan came from the South American word to barbecue or to smoke. Uh, the buccaneers, mostly being French settlers, they had probably jumped ship. They might have were, been on the. The French navies were very brutal, so many of them deserted, and then they decided to fight against any other, anybody, France or Spain, as buccaneers. Now, a marooner is the corruption of the Spanish word cimarrona, which loosely translates to deserter or runaway. And as many people know the word to be marooned is that you would be left on an island, so that meant that you were a deserter. Now, there was a second group of marooners that were the Cimarron Negroes, and these were runaway slaves that had been brought to the Americas by Spain to... Um, to haul the gold that they were taking from South America. And the Cimarronas quickly fell in with the other brethren of the coast, which is another name for these pirates, and they became marooners. Now, um, the different pirates that were out there, there were always different signs that they were wanted for piracy. But what were the real pirates of the Caribbean? They would have truly eaten Johnny Depp for breakfast (laughs) because they were pretty much rascals and rogues. Everyone has heard of Blackbeard. He was a pirate between 1680 and 1718. His real name was Edward Teach, and he was British and very, very bloodthirsty. It is said that he stuffed burning rope tied to his beard under his hat, To appear more ferocious, and an interesting thing happened with him is that he actually left the Caribbean in 1718 to raid the Carolinas and Virginia, and he fell into cahoots with the governor of the Carolinas, and he actually went into port, and the governor would, you know, give him, would give him safe harbor and give him provisions and things until. A governor from another state put out a warrant on his on his life, and he came up against another captain, Captain um, Benjamin Hornsrod, actually, and they both came face-to-face with their muskets, fired, blackbeards misfired, and then another sailor cut his throat. They cut off his head, they hung it on the mast of the ship to show that uh, Blackbeard was now dead. That was so he was left left to rot there. Uh, Black Bart Bartholomew Roberts was from 1682 to 1722, and he was quite the dandy. He dressed in all these glorious clothes. Of course, they were all stolen. He wanted to be like a gentleman, and he forbade alcohol, gambling, uh, cursing, and uh, he encouraged prayer. He uh, he acted as if he was just a holy man. And he would only drink tea as opposed to rum or any alcoholic beverages. Wealth by birth, he was called Black Bart because his boots were black, his eyes were black. But here was the big thing. He was a merciless, fighting, butchering killer. He was the most successful pirate of the time. He captured over 470 ships. He gained uh, over 50 million pounds of loot. And because of his dandiness, the character of, um, of Johnny Depp, Captain Jack Sparrow, is based on the swashbuckler Black Bart. And his motto was a uh, merry life and a short life for me. He wasn't concerned that uh, he would live a long time. He was only concerned that he would, that he would live some time. <laughs> so he was an interesting character. Now, Sir Henry Morgan, I was talking earlier, he's 1635 to 1688. Captain Morgan Rum is named after him. He was a Welsh privateer commissioned by the British government, and he, he was um, commissioned to attack the spanish. what the fascinating part about him, and this is you know Gish kind of shows that there was no technology in those days. there wasn't any phones. You, it took months to find out if you were still at war. So he invaded um, Panama. And he looted the cities and he burned down the cities. Well, it turned out that England and um, Spain had signed a treaty. So he was hauled back to England in chains to be tried as a pirate. But then Spain went back. I mean, England went to back to war with the Dutch and also with the Spanish. And they needed his help back in the Caribbean. So he was in, instead knighted as kind of a turn. He went from prisoner to becoming a Sir Henry Morgan, and he became the governor of Jamaica, and he did an amazing job of rebuilding Jamaica. After he uh, died, though, there was an earthquake, and it wiped out most of the good that he had done. Supposedly, he was never a sadistic uh, privateer, but he was definitely a yo-ho pirate or pirate type, just the same. My favorite is the story of Calico Jack Rockham. His name was Calico because of his clothing. He wore Calico clothes. And what made him famous, because he was kind of a nothing pirate, is that he employed two female pirates on his ship, dressed as men, Anne Bonny and Mary Reed. He was actually hung in Port Royal, Jamaica, in 1720. But his flag is the flag that is used on the black pearl in the Johnny Depp uh Pirates of the Caribbean and uh, it was um it was Anne Bonny who said to him when his ship was attacked he and his men were all drunk below deck and it was only the two women dressed as men who fought off the different uh, soldiers, and so everyone was condemned to death except for the two women who pleaded their bellies, which meant that they pleaded they were pregnant. One got away; we've never heard from her again. So who knows? She may still be out there. Uh, one actually died from fever, but their last words to uh, to this uh, to the captain, the calico jack, was. If you had fought like a man, you wouldn't have died like a scurvy dog. (laughs) So the pirates are a very interesting case. And there's lots of uh, history, too, about pirates and mermaids. But we'll probably have to wait for another show for me to give you a little bit of that background. And in the meantime, I'd love you to go to the website, starstyleproductions.com. If you're going to be on a ship in the Caribbean, be watching out for the pirates. And if you see someone dressed as a pirate, you'd never know. It could be me, Captain Cynthia Bryan. So thank you so much for being great listeners and allowing us into your life each week. Be tuned here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are on World Talk Radio every week. Uh, It's every Thursday, 3 to 4 p.m. Pacific. With me, Cynthia Bryan, and also with Heather Brittany, who brings you the health matters. We love being your personal growth coaches. You can change your life and make your dream come true. For more information about Star Style, visit StarStyleProductions.com. To make a donation to the charity Be The Star You Are that brings you this show, go to BeTheStarYouAre.org or btsya.com. Make sure to tune in to our teen show on Voice America Kids every Tuesday at noon. And you can find more information at ExpressYourselfTeenRadio.com. Our aim is to encourage, inspire, inform, and motivate. Read a book. This week and until next week, when we celebrate together, my name is Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. Go out into the world and shine. Be the star you are because you are a star. Thanks for joining me.
0: Thank you for tuning in every week for the Power Hour on Star Style. Be the star you are. Our goal is to inspire, inform, entertain, and motivate you to reach for the stars and shine brightly. For further information, visit www.StarStyleRadio.com. You're invited to our Power Party next week and every week right here on the World Talk Radio Variety Channel with the dynamic duo, the Oprah of the Airwaves, Cynthia Bryan, our health hero, Heather Brittany, and the pioneers on the planet. We'll pour more champagne for the spirit with positive, uplifting, life changing radio. Until we play again, be the star you are.